This is Masonic Muscle episode 21. This is an exercise in speculation and critical thinking. Today I'm going to discuss California Grand Lodge 2021 legislation. I know for some of you this may be boring, but it's something that we all have to deal with and take care of. And it's just another way for us Masons to begin to learn how to govern ourselves. And as we're seeing all around the world right now, because of this pandemic and the, I don't know, overstepping of the line of the authorities and uh, issuing these uh, edicts and all and, and wondering and left, leave us wondering, is this legal? Can they do this? Well, in a Masonic laws, we begin to actually practice a lot of this. And so before we get into it, though, I would like to read something from Observing the Craft from our brother Andrew Hammer and what he has to say about laws, rules and regulations. He says, and, and forget about observing lodge and forget about observance, that word, just a lodge, a well-run lodge. So before entering into a description of what a, a well-run lodge might be, there is one principal reality that must be understood by any observant Mason. All lodges work under the laws and charter of their respective Grand Lodge. This is made clear in the Book of Constitutions. Your first task in, in seeking to have a better run lodge is to learn those laws zealously and strive to abide by them. A lot of us go through our Masonic career not really paying attention to this stuff because we just pay our dues. And then, uh, you know, we take our first, second and third degrees. And then we, we, you know, for whatever reason, we lose interest or we just can't attend lodge and we really don't pay, uh, pay any attention to this. But here we are. OK, so. Uh, during this weekend, we got to hear the results of. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, every every year and and some point in the year all over the United States, because all the states have a Grand Lodge. Grand Lodge will hold their Grand Lodge communication in order to transact business for the year. And here in the state of California, it's over Friday, Saturday, and then ending on Sunday. So, and during that weekend, we get to hear the results of the cases of such things of uh, unmasonic conduct. And, uh, and if these Masons have been found not guilty, suspended, expelled, or just reprimanded. Uh, we also get to vote on new resolutions written by the members themselves in order to amend an old law or to maybe get rid of an old law that just isn't working. And so we have a chance to you know, become active in that process and take direct action. And here's some... Here's some insights that I've gleaned by attending and, and becoming active in this and, and watching all this go down. Uh, so, like I said, these events help us help to give us a chance to participate in the actual governance of the fraternity and have our voice heard. Because remember, just because we say Grand Lodge doesn't mean that that's a whole different body and that they are not master masons like us. No, they were once. They once went through the degrees just like us at one of our lodges here in California, and they took the first, second, third degrees, and then they began to take on leadership roles within a lodge. And then they advanced, becoming a district inspector, serving in these capacities until finally they, some of them reached the pinnacle. Some of us may not. 
And so they are us and we are them. And when we get there, you know, we have a chance to write resolutions or legislation. And some of these resolutions have a shot, have shot us in the foot. And others have been pretty solid as far as practicality and usefulness. Uh, one such case was allowing the EAs to attend state of meeting and then have them pay dues was not all that impressive. And I was there for those years when they were, when they initially uh, proposed this and it was EAs and fellow crafts. And I heard the pros and cons. And, you know, when I first read it, I said, oh, what a great idea. Yeah. But then when I entered Grand Lodge and I heard the pros and cons, I was not so convinced anymore. And leaving there on the weekend, I was already on the other side saying, no, that might not be a good idea at all. But because this was done uh, with the belief that if the EAs and the fellow crafts could attend state of meeting, they could see what was going on. And our lodges would once again be full and everyone would be happy and we would have a ruckus time. Of course, this never happened and may have had the reverse effect because they now got to see how we run business and how many lodges get stuck on the dumbest things when it comes to fundraising and the paying of our bills. They got to see how the brethren acted, reacted, um, you know, some points were good, so, but endless, endless hours of debating as to why, yes or no, and just wasting our time during state of meetings. I was there for many of them, brothers, and this is one of the drawbacks that I saw, and I saw many uh, Masons begin to lose interest as Master Masons while this was happening. So this happened. This was one of the examples. So let's move on. This year, we have some pretty good resolutions, uh, but I'm only going to get into two of them and discuss why. One of them is resolution number 19-07, and this permits lodges to meet no fewer than four times annually. And I'm just going to read to you the whereas is, right? The proponents of this resolution seek to permit a lodge to meet no fewer than four times annually. To the most worshipful Grand Lodge Free and Accepted Masons of California. Whereas the California Masonic Code requires lodges to hold a stated meeting in each calendar month, with exceptions provided for lunar lodges and specific named lodges to meet only 10 times a year. And whereas, I told you there was going to be a lot of whereases in here, across the United Grand Lodge of England and in many Grand Lodges in the United States, lodges have the choice to determine the meeting schedule that works best for that lodge, be that weekly, twice a month, 12 times a year, or four times a year. And masonry thrives in all combinations of those meetings and schedules. That's to be debated, but you know that makes it sound better. Whereas the anatomy, the autonomy of the California Masonic Lodge is well established. Lodges may choose their name, meeting place, dues, fees, whom to elect, and when to meet. An extension of choosing how often to meet is a natural extension of the authority granted to California Masonic Lodges to govern their own affairs as they can do best. That's a very important one. We'll get back to that one. And whereas California Masonic Lodges are best poised to make decisions for themselves 
and govern themselves. And whereas, should a lodge elect to meet quarterly, this would not prevent additional gatherings for participate, practicing ritual and floor work proficiency to develop degree conferral ability and installation of officers and other education or social activities. I counted how many past masters names were on it. There was, a, there was 20. That's how many signed this resolution. And usually that, that's a good sign. That means that it's been you know, talked about. And there's some Grand Lodge officers on that list as well. But notice the verbiage. It's reiterating that the lodges are autonomous. Lodges have the authority granted to them to govern their own affairs as they can do best. Lodges are best poised to make decisions for themselves and govern themselves. This became a big issue because during the pandemic, um, from what I understand, a lot of master masons all up and down the state of California were just lighting up their district inspectors, their AGLs, having their questions, their points of view. And when we kept getting hit back, finally with, well, we're not doing this, guys. It's, it's the state of California, and we have to abide. Many Master Masons did not like that either. They did not like that answer because they said that's just like passing the buck. I thought we were supposed to be leaders, and we are not behaving like it right now. We understand the, the, what's going on and the confusion behind what's all going on, but to take these measures was taking away our right to govern our lodges, what our charter says. So that's interesting that that's been put on there. The next resolution that was put on there uh, that I want to talk about was resolution number 21-01. Adds admonition, admonition by a master before the lodge is formally opened. Now get a load of this, guys. Masons. The proponents of this resolution seek to have the master make a statement regarding private peaks and quarrels just before the formal opening of a lodge by admonishing all brethren present that they must not bring any private peak or quarrel with another brother into the lodge whereby its peace and harmony might be disturbed. I just had a discussion with brother Robert Johnson on whence came you, and he brought that point up, you know, that uh, many lodges and many brothers hide behind the pretense of peace and harmony. And they, they use that as a shield to not talk about whatever needs to be talked about so that they can just continue on business as, as normal. And here you have it. Brother Rob Johnson, I hope you listen to this one because this is directly related to what we talked about and what we said. And it's saying here that whereas, let me, let me finish reading the whereases. Whereas we are taught as Masons that we are never to bring anything into the lodge of an offensive or defensive nature, which might disturb its peace and tranquility. Whereas other grand jurisdictions have ritual consisting of the same or similar language, either at the beginning of the lodge or during the presentation of the apron to the entered apprentice. Whereas a reminder of proper attitude and conduct when in a tiled lodge is important in order to preserve Masonic harmony. Whereas by adding this additional charge before opening the lodge, 
the brethren will be reminded that harmony is essential before entering upon the important business of the lodge. And whereas it is a priority of Freemasonry to ensure lodge harmony. Now, therefore, be it resolved that before opening the lodge and prior to the master's instruction to the junior deacon inviting the brethren to seats in the lodge room, the master may be required to say, and remember, this is not ritual, guys. This is the, the, the Bible hasn't been opened. We are bringing brother in and we're getting them in the right frame of mind. That is the Tyler's job, according to the installation of California, where the Tyler is charged by the installing officer to put a guard over our thoughts and all these, all these, uh, you, you know, uh, rules before we come into the lodge. So now it's just reiterating something that I've been saying for a while, not just myself, many other brethren that I've had many deep discussions about this. Now here we are in this position. And this is what they are saying that the master may be required to say. Brethren, I remind you that you are never to don the apron if there is a brother with whom you are at variance or towards whom you entertain feelings of animosity. In such cases, it is expected that you will invite him to withdraw with you in order that you both may endeavor to settle your differences amicably. Should this be happily affected, you both may then properly clothe yourselves. Enter the lodge and work together with that love and harmony which at all times characterize Freemasons. If such is not the case, and your differences should be of such a nature as not to be easily adjusted, one or both of you should retire rather than disturb the harmony of the lodge by your continued presence. Now, I remember I told, I shared with Brother Rob Johnson that whenever I've heard that that statement that, you know, we're doing this in order to maintain the peace and harmony of the lodge. The peace and harmony of the lodge has already been disturbed. So, in our, if, you know, by you telling me that or by me telling any brother that it's being, uh, I don't know, contradictory, uh, not forthright. You've already felt some kind of disturbance of the peace and force. I was going to say disturbance of the force, but the same thing. You've already feel, felt that or someone has or a group of people have, because usually what happens is that a bunch of brothers, instead of trying to go address it, they go to one of the leaders of the lodge because they don't want to be the ones to do it because it's highly uncomfortable to call someone out on their bullshit. That's what it is. So. A member will come to you finally. More than likely. The master. Or some brother uh, that's highly respected within the laws to have a chat with you. And they will cite, you know, in order to maintain the peace and harmony of this lodge, which means that there is no peace and harmony and that you are the cause of it and someone else. Right. So now we're being given we are being reminded of something that we were supposed to have been doing a long time ago, guys, Masons, brothers, brethren. That's a fact. Here in California, go read your installation ceremony and go read what the Tyler is charged to do at every meeting, at every single meeting that he 
is present and he's supposed to be present at every single meeting and if not someone else is supposed to take his place and know what he's supposed to do and so here we are being reminded of what we are supposed to be doing and because we are not behaving and we haven't been behaving and it's gone to such a point that now we got to write a resolution to remind us of something that we have heard every year at installation especially the Tyler, but we have to write a resolution to remind us of what we were supposed to be reminded of already. And that's how sometimes we function. This doesn't only happen in the lodge. This happens as we're seeing all across the country with the uh, you know, virus of unknown origin that now people are beginning to question uh, some stuff that has been going on, some edicts that have been passive mandates. And we're being confronted with the reality that not only do they not have the authority to issue these mandates or edicts, but if we had been on guard and put a watch over our thoughts and all this, um, we could have prevented a lot of this and we could have sat down with our public officials, the people that we elected into office, and we could have sat down with them and had better resolve. But when we when we allow them to begin to make these decisions like that, well, guess what? A lot of times they're going to make the decisions that are not in agreement with what we believe, with we, what we feel. So there you go, brethren. Um, just a little, a little something about California Grand Lodge communication this year. It's going to be happening in October. Usually they happen at the end of uh, September, beginning of October, around there, mid-October, uh, depending on when Grand Lodge can get the best rates and uh, the best times for everybody to attend. Remember, it's, it's our lodge. It's our fraternity. The people up in Grand Lodge answer to us, just like the people, just like our governor, just like our president, they answer to us according to the Constitution. Know your rights, know your laws, rules, and regulations know what it says, what it doesn't say, and learn to begin to read between the lines. This is Masonic Muscle, and this has been another serious exercise in speculation and critical thinking.